everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 251 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today, there is a teaching video from the Bible Project, so be sure you watch that. It will be linked in the show notes. And we are reading Mark chapters 3 and 4 and Psalm 96. Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. He told the man with the shriveled hand, stand before us. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? They were silent. After looking around at them with anger, he was grieved at the hardness of their hearts and told the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and his hand was restored. Immediately, the Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him how they might kill him. Jesus departed with the disciples to the sea, and a large crowd followed from Galilee, and a large crowd followed from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and around the Tyre, around Tyre and Sidon. The large crowd came to him because they heard about everything he was doing. When he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him so that the crowd couldn't crush him, since he had healed many, all who had diseases were pressing toward him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God, and he would strongly warn them not to make him known. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, to be with him, to, sa- to send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. And he appointed the twelve. To Simon he gave the name Peter, and to James the son of Zebedee, and to his brother John he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus entered a house, and the crowd gathered again, so that they were not even able to eat. When his family heard this, they set out to restrain him, because they said, He's out of his mind. The scribes who had come down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and he drives out demons by the ruler of the demons. So he summoned them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is finished. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for all sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. His mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him and told him, look, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside asking for you. He replied to them, who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my mother and my sister, or is my brother and sister and mother. Again, he began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. While the whole crowd was by the sea on the shore, he taught them many things in parables, and his teaching he said to them, Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce fruit. 
Still other seeds fell on good ground, and it grew up, producing fruit that increased thirty, sixty, and a hundred times. Then he said, Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. When he was alone, with those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He answered them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside everything comes in parables, so that they may indeed look and yet not perceive, they may indeed listen and yet not understand, otherwise they might turn back and be forgiven. Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Some are like the word sown on the path. When they hear immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. And others are like seeds sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But they have no root. They are short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. Others are like seeds sown among thorns. Those are the, these are the ones who hear the word. But the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those like seeds sown on good ground hear the word, welcome it and produce fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred times what was sown. He also said to them, Is a lamp bought, brought in to put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be brought to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be added to you. For whoever has more will be given to him, and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. The kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself. The first the blade, then the head, and then the full grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed that when sown upon the soil is the smallest of all the seeds on the ground. And when sown, it comes up and grows taller than all the garden plants and produces large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest in its shade. He was speaking the word to them with many parables like these as were able to as they were able to understand. He did not speak to them without a parable. Privately, however, he explained everything to his own disciples. On that day, when evening came, had come, he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified, and even asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And now Psalm 96. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. I, I was listening to Annie F. Down's podcast, That Sounds Fun, the other day. And she had worship artists, worship leaders, Brian and Katie Torwalt on, and they were talking about this and how scripture tells us to sing a new song. 
And Annie made the point that it doesn't say worship leaders write a new song. It doesn't say pastors uh, sing a new song before the congregation. This is literally for God's people. Sing a new song, meaning it is within each of us, whether you are a vocational minister, missionary evangelist, or you're a lay person in the church where your vocation is, um, you know, in the education system or in the medical field, or maybe, maybe you're in the food service industry or whatever, you still, by God's word, have something within you and you just need to sing it out. So sing a new song to the Lord. Declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and is highly praised. He's feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The word is fir- the world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. He judges the peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them celebrate. Then all the trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his faithfulness. That's it for today. See you tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together.